0: This week on a deluxe mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're ranking all the Star Wars! Hello and welcome to what I'm sure will be a
1: contentious
0: mini-sode of
1: Body Counts and Beer! <laughs> I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. Human-Cyborg Relations. Ooh, Cyborg Relations? That's dirty. What's funny is I don't recall any actual cyborgs in Star Wars. No. I guess Lobot, if you think about it. Yeah, Lobot's
0: technically a cyborg. Yeah. Sorry,
1: I had to close the
0: window so the car noises didn't get in. Well, every time
1: Mark closes a window, he opens a door, which is very very dangerous in this era of pandemic and social distancing. Yeah.
0: That's true. Hey, John, do you remember all those times you were walking on the beach and you
1: saw those open doors? I was wondering what that was about. <laughs> that was, thought thought it was traveling like... through time! <laughs> oh, I figured it was something like Alice in Wonderland bullshit. Yep. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Bullshit yeah. especially. Yeah. Uh,
0: so this week, uh, now that we have uh, finally finished up the Skywalker, the entire Star Wars movie saga, we're going to do what what we've promised we would do, <laughs> and we are going to rank every Star Wars theatrically released film. Each one of us will release our rankings. We'll go from worst to best. Uh, we'll just go around the horn with each of our picks for the bottom, and then we'll go around and work our way up.
2: So, oh, okay. We'll yes, do yeah, yeah, yeah. One round at a time. Yes. Okay.
0: So, let us begin with. Uh, but there's 11 movies, right? Yeah,
2: 11
1: movies.
0: Uh, well, do, do we want to include Star Wars The Clone Wars movie? So
1: I'm going to say... I haven't it. seen that one. Right. Star Wars The Clone Wars movie is just the first three episodes of the series stitched together. So it, ob- it has the pacing of three different... Television episodes. Sure. So I would recommend watching it. I would recommend watching it as three separate viewing sessions, you know? Like, you can feel when it's over and you can take a break and come back for the next burst of Star Wars. And really only watch it as, like, plot exposition for the Clone Wars TV series. Like, don't watch it on its own. Yeah, watch it as as a. Don't be a hero. Watch
0: it as a curio. Correct. (laughs) All right, so we'll start with the uh, the 11th best Star Wars movie. <laughs> also
2: known as the worst. Patrick, uh, go solo. ahead. Solo. It's Solo. Solo. Wow. Yeah. Way
0: down there at the bottom. Solo. solo. Wow. Any particular reason why?
2: Uh, it's
1: just the dumbest. Sure. And I
2: think the least interestingest. Yeah. wow. That's okay. for me. Yeah.
1: All right. John, number 11. Well, my number 11 is Solo on this list as well. Oh, solo. Nice. A yeah. Star Wars Solo solo. Yeah. It, it feels like a checklist of explaining things that, A, never needed an explanation to begin with. Like, how do you even get his gun? Why does he call Chewbacca Chewy? And it's not interesting. And even, like, people are like, oh, but the train heist sequence. I don't know, man. That doesn't really do much for nah. me. Like, it's kind of just... Dull. You got Woody Harrelson, and that's about all you got going for. Yeah, him. but he barely gets anything to do in the no, movie, he really and like it actively, I think, does a lot of damage to the character of Han Solo because it's just he has no arc, and he starts the movie noble but good, and ends the movie good but noble. Like, <laughs> if the whole point is to show how Han Solo became a cynical character, you don't end the movie with him selflessly giving all of his money to the proto rebellion. Cause then, like, well, then, why is he like how he is in the Later, other Star yeah, Wars movies? Why isn't
2: he already movies? in the?
1: Like, because in this, like, what
0: five years that happened in between them when he ages he into from, Harrison? Ford. I was going to say he
1: goes from like a twenty-year-old actor to like. A 35-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just he's like, got some hard living. Well, it's just like how uh,
0: Magneto is Michael Fassbender from 1963 hmm. to 1994, but in 1999,
1: all of a sudden, he's
2: Eve McKellen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. P.S., I just recently... I just finally watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, God, and, why?
1: Oh, boy! Yeah.
0: It is a slog. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not like... X-Men 3 uh like like last X-Men standing last stand, bad yeah. and it's not like Wolverine Origins bad it's just like boring yeah. Yeah. and once again not nearly enough giant alien space bird made of fire yeah. you only see it briefly for a second and it's they kind of do it as just like a cloud like after at the end so fuck you movie it should always be a giant burning space, space bird. bird yeah
2: come on that's what phoenix does uh, oh, what's your ranking? All what right. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to
0: break ranks. What? And my 11th best Star Wars movie, aka the worst, is going to be Star Wars Episode II Attack of the Clones. Ooh, sure.
2: See, that one's going to be my next one.
0: Uh, go, two it was spoilers. A, it was a toss up. It was a
2: toss up. <laughs>
0: uh, Solo, while I do think it does have a lot of issues, Uh The performances are all pretty decent. And a lot of the performances in Attack of the Clones are... Are are, Some of them are downright embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, And also, Attack of the Clones has legitimately, I'd say, two decent action scenes. And then a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that.
1: Sure. So yeah,
0: I'm going to say Attack of the Clones is my worst Star Wars movie.
1: Fair.
2: All right. The horn begins again. Patrick... Number 10. Attack of the Clones. It is, uh, I, for some reason I recall it being marginally more interesting than Solo. I think that may have been because I was younger. But Attack of the Clones also, yeah, there's like some like larger fights. Uh, I will say the Battle of Geonosia is yeah, pretty like that's the cool. big I was going to say, end, the yeah. Battle
0: of Geonosia is really good. And I, I actually do have a soft spot in my heart for the weird speeder chase through Coruscant. Yeah. With all the sweet electric guitar yeah. <laughs> things. Uh yeah, there are some definitely liked moments. I mean, again, I will I will fight anybody who says Dexter Jetster's not a pantheon Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> so great,
1: Obi Wan.
0: Oh, I've got a mustache made of clams
1: <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John, number ten. Ooh, I'm gonna break ranks with both of y'all this time and say Rise of Skywalker is my wow. number ten. Wow! Because it feels it has the same problem uh, fundamentally as I think Solo does, of it just being a checklist of things that they wa- they think they the fans want. Uh, but unlike Solo, uh, where I just never found anything to be engaged by, there are some moments in Rise of Skywalker that are cool, that I genuinely had, like, visceral emotional reactions to, they're just also very stupid. Yes, sure.
0: absolutely. Sure. It
1: just, it does not hang together, and it is especially disappointing as the finale of a trilogy.
0: Absolutely true. I 100% agree with you. Sure. That's
1: why my number 10 pick Whoa. is Rise of
0: Skywalker. Wow! Yeah, that's right. Man! Uh, Again, it does have some, again, I think all the action stuff in the movie is handled so well but the story is so muddled and oppressively paced yeah. yeah uh and it takes so much time to introduce all these secondary and tertiary characters and then doesn't give us any time to give a shit about them
2: any of it yeah. and
0: again there's no stakes in the movie There are yeah. just absolutely no stakes no. uh so yeah that's it's pretty that's why it's down there at the the towards yeah, the bottom I, of my I, list we'll obviously
1: talk more about it in the full length episode which came out done. last week so we've oh, no. already talked about oh, it oh, i nice. thought oh, we it's had okay. these going out before but we, not, uh, we, we did a, we did a flippy floppy
0: at some point i don't remember oh, why yeah. Yeah.
1: making flippy floppy yep that's exactly Weird. right <laughs> it's a talking head song yeah buddy. sure it is
2: all right number <laughs> number nine patrick Number nine. Oh, uh, this will be the, it's just because it's a kid's movie and it just, it's a personal thing. Like, I just don't care about this movie. And that's uh, uh, prequel number one. Phantom minutes. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, it, it, I can't even really be like, ah, this movie sucked for these ways. It's just a kid's movie. Yeah. So it's very, very personal bias on that one for me just not caring. I get it. Yep. Yeah.
1: John, number nine. Attack of the Clone. Nice, yeah, you gotta get in there. Uh, Yeah, I will say, again, I I put it above specifically Rise of Skywalker because it at least does feel of a piece, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it definitely feels like a vision of a movie start to finish, you know? Yeah. Like, it Mm -hmm. is definitely, it is the most fanservice-y that George Lucas gets, but it is still very firmly a George Lucas movie, and I think that I just have a lot of, like, I, I respond well to at least it's a big swing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do think it takes a lot of big swings. I just think the actual quality of writing and directing... Yeah, that's why it's still is... pretty low yeah. on my list. But yeah. it is
1: still, I think, relatively pretty entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, I again, I love Dexter Jetster. I love The Battle of Geonosis. I even really like Christopher Lee's weird Dracula performance that he's doing in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, that's I don't a mind lot of his fun. I don't
0: mind his Dracula performance, but like it's super distracting when they do the lightsaber fight. Oh, correct. And they digitally and they
1: radically change body mass, yeah. Yeah. to mobility <laughs> yeah. and his
0: weird floating face on the 20-year-old yeah. stuntman's body. Yeah. I, and I will say just Most sort of early like
1: graphics, man. A general like note on the CGI in the prequels. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of other people because it feels of a piece you know what i mean like it because everything is cg it feels at least consistent i think a problem that i have with the newer movies is that the idea of combining characters that are like their body is a puppet but their face is cgi is just like makes a weird disconnect for me of just like oh that's a really articulate expressive face and they're Fingers are all big sausages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unkar Plout is like one of the big like... Yeah. Because Unkar Plout is
0: clearly Simon Pegg in a suit with like a hole where his face is. Yeah. And they plaster that weird tiny face on
1: it. Yeah. Mm. It, it just... it. Like I will say that definitely the CGI has caught up to where you can make it pretty seamless between right. the puppet and the CGI. It's just a matter of... That stuff being clearly being done by a different team of people than worked on the puppet that makes like a performance disconnect. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I
0: could see that. Yeah. Uh, number nine for me uh, will be Solo, uh, Star Wars Solo story Solo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty low down in the list. I actually really like the train heist in that movie. I like the little car chase at the beginning of it, and I think Donald Glover as Lando and Phoebe Waller Bridge as uh, what was it. Elite, L-E-E-7 yeah, yeah, or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, I think they both give really great performances.
1: It should have been their movie. Uh, and it should, that's the thing. Yeah. is
0: That movie should have just been called Lando, and it should have just been about cool Lando flying around the <laughs> galaxy with his sassy fucking droid. Yeah.
1: And like, Lando has the personality that I think Han Solo should have had in this movie, where he is bold and braggadocious and swaggery, but also really incompetent in a lot of ways. Yes,
0: and a fucking coward.
1: Yeah. And, like, that feels more of a piece with a young Han Solo than this, like, well, I'm just a really good cowboy. Yeah,
0: because yeah, the first thing we, I mean, even in the original trilogy when we meet Han Solo, like one of the few things we learn about him right away is that he's on the run because he dumped a yeah. shipment of spice because the Empire, the Empire showed up.
1: yeah, And, like, Obi-Wan even senses, like, you're nowhere near as good as you're boasting. Yeah, but you're like, just a fucking goof. But you know what? You're off the radar, and you're just, you're gonna get us to Alderaan, because it's a super easy trip, and yeah. we just need a ship. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, put Solo at uh, number nine for me.
2: And doesn't uh, Solo in the early movies, doesn't he, like, try to, like... Beg off and then has to be cajoled. Into yeah, he he being he bails at the him. end yeah. of New Hope yeah. and he
0: bails at the beginning of Empire Strikes yeah. Back. The only thing that stops him at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back it is, is the Empire shorts right. up yeah. and then other oh, yeah. s- uh, and like snows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, like it. He literally, like, is trying to get Princess Leia to her transport and then snow blocks the way. He's like, I gotta take her off on the Falcon. I guess I'm not paying Job of the Hutt today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. All right, that's gonna take us to number eight,
2: Patrick. Uh, third of the prequel movies, Revenge,
0: Revenge of, of the, the Sith. Sith.
2: Yeah, that one. Uh, I will. I mean, I watched all the post, uh, the the third of the the third set of trilogies, but uh, nothing for me in the later stuff is worse than the stuff in the beginning, and I'll never. Like, I hate Hayden Christensen's performance like I hate Jane (laughs) Frafranko. Sure. And Hayden Christensen, as far as I know, is probably a nice guy.
1: Uh, He's never touched
0: a lady. As far as, uh, well, without consent. Right.
2: Right, right. Right, right. right. I'm I'm sure he's touched a lady with consent. (laughs) But I mean, those... I
1: doubt he's touched a boob. (laughs) Just look at him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those performances and those movies, it's just never gonna... uh, But I have the high ground in the weird hill up the lava. Like, none of it makes any sense to
1: me. Cool, all right. John, number eight. Well, I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this one, I'll bet. Force Awakens. Mm, Okay. I think it is incredibly competent, but it leans so hard on the pivot point of, hey, isn't Han Solo the coolest character ever? And I don't think he is. He's never been my favorite character. So to put so much emotional payoff on Han Solo is like, oh, that's just not really for me. And it just leans so heavy, not necessarily on A New Hope, but just on the idea of like Star Wars legacy that I think it kind of traps the rest of the sequel trilogy in this like meta text thing of like, well, what do we do with Star Wars, the intellectual property after the original trilogy? <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: yeah. it. You, Force Awakens uses the Star Wars legacy as like a like a crutch. Yeah, to like get itself around, and it just kind of leans too far into
1: it. Well, and the stated purpose that that JJ and Lawrence Kasdan had—that I I understand completely—the impulse of doing it, and it, you can see it throughout the entire movie—is like. Oh, taking the old pieces and trying to put them into something new, and it's just like, I'd rather you just make new pieces, right. frankly. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I think a big part of the, the of that movie too was the like, let's do what we can to wash the taste of the prequels out of the, out did. of that the collective consciousness. Yeah. As and I
1: think the lead up to it, the marketing of like, we're using models and practical effects, and like oh no, that's a lie. Your CGI is just so good that it can blend well with model work yes. in a way that like, the prequels kind of couldn't. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it just, it's again, it's that trend of the Disney Star Wars aimed squarely at Gen X Star Wars fans. Yeah. That is just, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I will however say that the new characters, uh, Poe Dameron, Rey, and Finn are terrific, and I've fucking love the chemistry that they have with each other. I just like wish that it was just riskier. You yeah, know? I
0: wish it wasn't, it didn't so dependent on what came before.
1: And it's so clear in the like run up to the attack on Starkiller Base where they're like, here's the Death Star. Here's Star Killer Base. It's a much bigger Death yeah. Star. And,
0: and someone in that movie even calls out, we're like, well, they gotta have a weakness. They always have a yeah, weakness. Yeah, that's Han Solo. No, no, it's yeah. gotta have a point- Everything,
1: you know, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's just really like, oh, like
0: we don't need to lampshade it that bad. Yeah, yeah whatever. No. Uh, number eight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I haven't been keeping track of mine. I know <laughs> I, uh, I did what was it? Attack of the Clones, and it was uh, solo. And, solo. Uh,
2: and you did uh, the one we just watched.
0: Oh, the Rise of Skywalker. Right. Okay. So then I'll probably do uh, number eight. I'll go with the Phantom Menace. Uh, okay. Phantom Menace is pretty low for me. Again, it is kind of a kiddie movie. Um, I think it's got some really cool stuff I love the pod race sequence the lightsaber fight between like the three way lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and Qui-Gon is fucking rad as hell Mm. and Duel of the Fates is probably one of the best pieces of Star Wars music in the entire like thing but again there's just so much stuff like I just don't I just I don't like Jar Jar Binks and I get it he's not for me um, but I just it's there were, there were so many things in the actual build up to it that could have been fixed before you turned the camera on. Yeah. But they were like, nah, this'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to say, uh, yeah, uh, Phantom Menace will be my number eight.
2: Uh, Patrick, number seven. Uh, I'm now going to throw in Rise of Skywalker, pretty much for every reason that John mentioned. It, uh, and It all just moves too fast for me to ever care about anything, and almost nothing ever had consequences, nor was I ever primed for anything to have consequences, like a minor consequence early so that I could believe sure. that I could have been faked out by something that happened later, but it just never did. So it's fast, and it's furious, and, and I never cared. I would argue it's too
1: fast and too furious. No, I've seen that movie. That, that's different. that is the least of the Fast and Furious movies very possibly very possibly if we ever do a ranking of those yes, we'll have to watch all nine of those too Uh,
2: I've only seen Tokyo Drift and Five nice hey
1: you're doing great (laughs) hey Five
0: was a lot of fun Five is really fun that's the first one with The Rock and that was where I finally realized that I gotta join the family yeah I gotta get me a Corona and uh, some stolen VCR slash DVD combo oh, players yeah. Yeah. and just kick back and enjoy the dumb. Just there live my
1: life a quarter mile at a time.
0: Oh, yeah. You go. Uh, all right. Number seven. John, what do you got there?
1: I'm going to go for Rogue One. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think plot-wise it man. is entirely unnecessary, but they build out some really interesting stuff from the fact that it is unnecessary. Right. Like, because it doesn't need to exist, they use that as an excuse to just be fucking wild and bizarre. Uh, I really like a lot of the characters in it. I think the weird CGI Grand Moff Tarkin works as well as it was ever going to. Sure. Uh, I think the weird homunculus Princess Leia at the end is wildly disturbing. It really is. Uh, it's awful. Especially because they specifically cast someone who is almost a dead ringer for Carrie Fisher at that age. Yeah. And like, in Revenge of the Sith, they've got someone with prosthetics who looks exactly like a young Peter Cushing at right? the end of that movie. And I wish that they would have gone that direction. It would have like been a...
0: fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. But I again, I do enjoy it. I like the like, kind of like, Dirty Dozen... Group of Tufts on a mission. I like seeing the like darker side of the rebellion, uh, and I really fucking love the Battle of Scarif. The
0: like, Battle of Scarif is awesome. Tip
1: to toe, Battle of Scarif is so much fun.
0: It's the first time we really see like guerrilla
1: warfare yeah. in the
0: Star Wars universe, like a
1: large scale guerrilla warfare. Right. Yeah, and like the the rebels have always been presented in the original trilogy as like. A small force, like, funky, kind of, like, up against overwhelming odds. But this was the first one that had, really, the effects to deliver on that huge scale. Right.
0: Uh, So, number seven,
1: for me, uh, is going to be...
0: uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I'm gonna drop it down there. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, has... Again, it's the best of the prequels, for me. uh, And it's got some great moments. The lightsaber fight at the end is awesome. Uh... I uh, I love the opening Starfighter battle, too. Mm. But there is so much, like, ponderous bullshit yeah. in that movie that just it just drags it down. It just goes so slow in that film. And that's the problem. For all the cool stuff in that movie, you have to sit through, like, 30 minutes in between of, like, interpersonal bullshit that isn't being... Ha- like, it's written poorly and d- directed poorly, and therefore the actors can't, like, get into the emotional like, core of what it is. Like, Mm. it's hard to believe that, like, Natalie Portman is,
2: her heart's breaking at the end. Like, it's just... Like, every uh,
1: performance is done in big air quotes. Yes, exactly. I believe
2: that's the one that also ends, like, Natalie Portman dies and Vader screams no and a lot of us in the theater laugh. Yeah, he
0: Frankenstein, like, rips himself off of the thing. I like
1: like the Frankenstein walk and I wasn't bothered by the no, but I can see... It's like cilantro. I can see why people don't like it. Yeah, it's just yeah.
0: It's I think I think the problem is it seems so out of character for Darth Vader, and I get it. Like, because Darth Vader up until that point, whenever he speaks, he's very eloquent and very like unemotional. and then <laughs> all, for him to like, and I get it. He's just become machine Darth Vader, right? He's still mostly kind of human. So that is a very human reaction to have. It's James Earl Jones's voice that yeah. just throws everything off and makes it like a meme to me. Yeah, sure. sure, I see that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go with Revenge of the Sith as my seventh best Star Wars movie. And that takes us to number six. We've eclipsed the halfway point. Oh, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Patrick, what's your number six? Uh, here's where I'm gonna go with *The Force Awakens*, uh, and not for—I mean, a lot of the reasons that you guys also already stated, but also, I mean, it, it's in a tough position because it's trying to bridge a theoretical new storyline from that old storyline, and it is like a change in tactics. Like the prequels were Star Wars directed at children, and the later trilogy is Star Wars directed at the parents of the children they want to sell the movies to. Mm. Um, but it's it's just in a tough spot, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't really deliver in cleanly transitioning into a new storyline with new people in a new world. Right. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah.
1: John, number six. Uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Because my brain is broken. Uh, I fucking love the sheer amount of hubris in every frame of that movie. <laughs> Cause it's George Lucas spending a good 20-ish years being told he is like a cinematic genius, even though he had only directed like three movies up to that <laughs> point. Uh, and he is just full on a thousand percent confident in every aspect of every stupid idea he has ever had for a Star Wars movie. And it just makes me so giddy. (laughs) Like all the problems with it are legitimate problems that I fully understand and embrace and agree with. But like, what other movie is gonna take the ending of Ben Hur, recast it with aliens, (laughs) and throw it in the fucking middle of your runtime? Like, that's fucking balls, dude. It is. uh, uh, Yeah, I I, I love it. Is unbridled madness. (laughs) I love
0: the pod race scene. But everything that happens on Tatooine up until that scene is Pointless interpretable. Garbage, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, yeah.
1: I absolutely, again, <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, it's not like I'm deluding myself and I'm, not, I'm seeing exactly all the flaws you're talking about. I'm agreeing that they are absolute flaws. But I am just like, holy shit. There's so much of it, though. Yeah, yeah. it's so confident. The crests are so high. The troughs are so low. But like every single moment of that movie is just like, yes, this is perfect cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like. Oh man, I love
0: it. If you want to see people's hearts break in real time, watch the making of *Phantom Menace* and watch them like present George Lucas with things that they've people have spent like, months on for this movie and watch him walk in and go, no, that's that's not very good. I want to do something different. We're actually yeah. gonna do it all CGI now. And then go
1: Ugh. and watch these people's, like, whole lives shatter. Oh, God. That's awful. I will awful. say, there is, there is a very sweet uh, story of George Lucas after the movie came out. They were, him and the effects team were flying somewhere. Uh, and the head of the digital effects team was, like, really sad because this was when the Jar Jar hate was, like, really hot. Uh, and it was just, like, George Lucas kind of, like, sits next to him, and he's just like, hey, why are you so, like, what's going on? You seem really sad. And he's just like, yeah, people are just, like, tearing Jar Jar to pieces. And, like, we were really proud of the work that we did. And George was like, okay, all right, well, what are they saying about Jar Jar? Oh, he's so over the top, and he's an annoying performance, and he's, you know, for children, and he's, you know, his performance ruins the movie. And he's like, all right, is anyone saying that he's, like, poorly composited or badly, like, integrated into the actual, like, film from a visual you know, presentation. Yeah. And they're like, well, no. I was like, then you guys did your job perfectly. You did exactly what I asked you to do. And it's just like, yeah. I think he did really own the backlash to that in a lot of ways. And I think that's why attack of the clones feels so fan servicey because it is clearly him with like hurt feelings trying to be like, Oh no! Please, just love me. I got a Boba Fett. You guys love a Boba yeah. Fett, right? And, and, then then Revenge, and then Revenge of the Sith is back to him being like I, like, "I don't give it. a fuck. <laughs> fuck it." Nah.
0: Like all I know is this has to end with Darth Vader getting burned
1: up. Yeah. But everything up till then. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just I I think that uh, like George Lucas the hero, George Lucas the demon. Like what. George Lucas is just a guy, man. Just a know? guy that loves plaid,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, he's look. George Lucas, I think, is a. It would be the perfect idea man.
1: He's an incredibly gifted producer.
0: Yeah, and he's a, and he's a, and he's
1: got a great eye for like talent. The thing yes. is, like, a lot of the the people that were in those Star Wars prequels eventually went on to do better performances in other things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's just not a, an he, actor's director. Exactly. Yeah, and I, mean, I mean his
2: visual effects are always top yeah, notch
1: and his original plan what he wanted to do is he wanted to get Lawrence Kasdan back to help him write the script and he wanted to but Lawrence was like George it's your movie you should write this every director needs to be their own writer that's a fucking, terrible idea no director should ever right? have written their script Oh Tour theory is bullshit yeah uh, no do not do that theater is so, a collaboration <laughs> that didn't happen and then he wanted to get someone to basically co-direct the movie with him of just like you work with the actor. Actors, and I'll be on set to like help with all the visual effects stuff and then when the movie's done I'll do the editing and the VFX and the post-production and like
0: the director's guild
1: wouldn't Yeah not, like, well he's not in the guild it's just like no director wanted to submit their body to the fan expectations of a new Star Wars movie oh god also, yeah, 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 yeah. That too. but yeah. like I really think like the prequel especially Phantom Menace George Lucas wanted to utterly redesigned the way a blockbuster film is made and in a lot of ways he did with special effects but like i think he wanted to decentralize the role of the director which i think would have been a really healthy thing to happen for the film industry yeah unfortunately that movie didn't turn out that good nope but i still love it stupid dumb idiot face (laughs) yeah uh mark
0: number six uh i'm gonna go with the force awakens right smack dab in the middle Again, yeah, it is a fine, perfectly fine movie. Um, I think, uh, uh, it's, again, the, it's the action stuff, J.J. Abrams handles action very well. Yeah. Like, he's got a really good sense of spatial awareness. You always kind of know where things are happening. He's not throwing in too many Paul Greengrass jump cuts and bullshit. Uh, but again, yeah, it's just too dependent on the Star Wars legacy to kind of stand on its own as a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's why Force Awakens is, like, smack
2: dab there in the middle. Yeah. Patrick, number five. Uh, number five.
1: Uh, actually, I'm going to go New Hope
2: here. Wow. Yeah. It's a, and uh, It's a
1: pretty rough movie.
2: It's, you know, number five's not a terrible spot to be. It, no. It's a little rough for the first movie yeah. in this trilogy, but I, it's, it's not a, anything I really have against New Hope. It's just I like the movies that are coming ahead of it more. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: That's a totally fair point. You know? I think a lot of the love that New Hope gets is because it's the first. It's the
2: first yeah. one, and I mean, like, you know, that happens that way. Except for Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We will never speak of the first movie. We just go yeah. right with Wrath of Khan. Yeah, start with Wrath of Khan. That's the top tip, tippity top, right there.
1: Oh, you guys aren't gonna watch Star Trek the motionless picture. <laughs> There's no. plenty of motion when the camera da, fetishly stands yeah. Yeah. on that ship.
0: Da, da, da. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like I said, nothing against it. It's just, uh, I like the other ones more. Yeah. John,
0: number five.
2: Revenge of
1: the Sith. Yeah. Uh, Again, I love a big swing. Even if it's a big swing and a miss, I really appreciate it. I love Star Wars when it feels new. When it's doing stuff that I haven't seen done in a Star Wars movie before. Uh, And I think Revenge of the Sith. uh, I really love the beginning. the, The rescuing of Chancellor Palpatine. I think it is... It actually establishes some pretty good chemistry, I think, between Anakin and Obi-Wan. They feel like old war buddies at the top of that movie. Hayden as Christensen- much as anyone yeah. has chemistry in the brain yeah. world. Yeah. Hayden Christensen's
0: yeah. best performance is the first 20 minutes of, oh, yeah. of Revenge of the Yeah, yeah. So that's true. That's true. Uh,
1: I will say that I think his best performance is, for me, where the movie gets really good, which is that wordless montage of him deciding whether or not he's going to go confront the Chancellor. And it's just that wordless musical montage of him in the Jedi temple, Natalie Portman in the apartment and him just like wrestling with the decision of like, I know that the next thing I do is going to have the biggest consequence of my life. What am I going to do? I think it's really good. I think he's a good physical performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from that montage to the end of the movie is just like everything I want a star Wars prequel to be. It is big and bombastic and weird and goofy and like, Sets up a lot of really, like, it sets up all the stuff that I feel like I need to have an explanation of going into the original trilogy, and I uh, just really fucking like it. I really like the Robot King. Sure. That's one of the guys, part of, that's part
0: of, like, the evil, yes. like, henchman <laughs> that Anakin cuts down at the end. There's just, like, a yeah. weird robot man who's like got, like, speaker in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's part of the Techno Union. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, he's not union. even yeah. part of
0: the droid army. He's his own weird robot yeah.
1: king. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot, and I really, I really enjoy uh, the battle between Anakin and Obi Wan in that movie. I think it is paced very well. I like that it. It is very long, but I think each sequence of it has its own feel to it. Yeah, and I like that the longer it drags on, the more exhausted and like worn out the characters become.
0: Yeah, the fight begins at like a blazing pace and slows down as yeah. the fight goes on, and they begin taking more opportunistic shots at each other.
1: Right. And get like, yeah. sweatier. <laughs> and so they're also on a planet it. of lava. Yeah. And of course, the line, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, is like a needless call ahead to the, from a certain point of view, right. That really does like just kill any chance of this being an emotional exchange of dialogue. (laughs) But I will say, Ewan McGregor gives a great performance in that movie, and I do really love. He he has a brilliant grasp of melodrama that I think is required for the prequels that not every actor gets, Uh, especially his like you know, you were my brother Anakin, I loved you. Like, his heightened emotion, but still reads believable. Yeah,
0: Ewan McGregor, I think of all the actors in the prequels, acquits himself the best. Oh, I was just
2: about to say, God help those movies if Ewan McGregor's not in them. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Right? Like, what do Jesus. you even have? Those, I will, the prequels made Obi-Wan my favorite character. Oh, yeah. I think the prequels made Obi-Wan everybody's favorite yeah, character. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. fucking brilliant. No, I cannot wait for the Obi-Wan miniseries.
0: I, I really hope it happens.
1: It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's just gonna be a different shape than what they originally pitched. No, yeah. I know. I just, Which I is just, fine.
0: I just hope with like, I, I know so many things are being canceled and pushed back oh, now yeah. with sure. with the no, virus. The pandemic, yeah, 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 yeah. I just hope that like they, they after this is all over, like they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. let's fucking hunker down. I mean,
1: it's a Disney Plus thing, so it's not like they have to release it at a time where like people can go to the theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
0: They can release it whenever, yeah. and since there's not any other Star Wars coming out besides Mandalorian, yeah. they can kind of do it their own. I just, I want it sooner rather than later. Nah, I got yeah. You. Yeah. And I, I mean,
2: got you. like, the world is full of uh, scripts that got put down for some world event that never got picked back up again. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: number five for me, uh, I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um, a movie I really, really enjoy. Uh, I think it's probably the best paced of the original trilogy movies. It just yeah. fucking... Trucks. It rockets, yeah. yeah, yeah, so fast. Yeah, um, I just, I, I, again, I don't really have much bad to say about it. I just think, of, of, of enjoyment wise, it's it's a, just a little lower than some of the other sure. ones on the list. Yeah. But I really
1: enjoyed ret- Return I mean, Jenna. of Jedi, and also, I is, mean, we're in the better than average Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we to yeah, be yeah.
0: honest, like I enjoy at least parts of all the Star Wars movies. Ah, sure,
1: yeah, I agree with that. Except I. Except for solo, for me, but yeah, there's yeah. something that I love in all of them. Depending on how loose we go with parts, I'll give you that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Except for solo, because I really that one was unredeemable. But there's stuff in the prequels that is is jazzy and fun. Yeah. Uh, so number four, Patrick. Uh, number four, this is where I'm going to go with uh, the Last Jedi. Um, it is definitely the strongest of the later trilogies. I think it does a lot of really interesting things with the characters. Uh, again, the only thing I'm holding against it is I like the ones ahead of it more. No. Uh, it, it, uh, I think there were a couple of goofy things. The titty milk is always something <laughs> like, Christ, can the man
1: just get like a, <laughs> have a Culligan man on the planet? I mean, I will say, like, it is... There's des- some goofy stuff, but you can't hold that against Star Wars. I will say, it's like, goofy. the green milk is designed to be off-putting and disgusting. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it, 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 it does the Jar Jar thing of it executes exactly what it set out to yeah, do, so it's, it's kind of... Just- up to your yeah, subjection. Yeah. of. You're either you're... on board or yeah. you're not. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I'll go on record. Fan of the titty milk.
2: Oh, I'm on board. <laughs> it's just a yeah. funny thing to do that he lives on an island and he milks something for his sure, nourishment. And he giant
0: spearfishes, and he spearfishes space yeah. tuna. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool. It's, it's <laughs>
2: interesting. The spearfishing is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my number four. Was that it? Yeah. I
1: think so, yeah. Yeah.
2: John, number four. Return
1: of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, Again, it trucks really well. Um, I think that what it lacks in the other movies is I can see the potential of what it doesn't do more than what it does. Like, Han Solo should have fucking died in that movie. He should have died, Yeah. yeah. Like, he should have given a heroic sacrifice after they had rescued him to, like, put everybody in a precarious position of whether or not they're going to live through the end of this movie. Right. I mean,
0: and honestly, he probably should have just always been frozen in carbonite.
1: Yeah. Or like to have the idea of just like, we did this big rescue thing. We literally changed the entire politics of Tatooine and then for him to like, to die. You know what I mean? But for him to like, I don't know, to like, strap a fucking bomb to his chest and blow up the shield generator. You know what I mean? To, to make his death still be impactful on the tactics of the last battle would have been cool. Yeah. Sure. But also to, to just be like, oh, it doesn't matter how much you fight for someone, you can still lose them. Yeah. But that right. doesn't make it less meaningful that you fought for them. Right. Yeah. But again, it's great. I think all the shit in the throne room is fucking aces. Absolutely. It's super goddamn cool. And I love the audacity of this movie. Uh, it is the most 80s feeling of all the Star Wars sure. movies. Sure. And I fucking love that it starts in an alien sex dungeon and yeah. ends with a teddy bear picnic. Yeah, Yep. Because That's fucking it's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I even love the dumb little Ewoks. I want to get a little plushy of them. Oh, yeah, they're For fun. them to be my yeah. friends. Yeah. And, and, and lest let's we forget, the Ewoks,
0: and like, I was not a fan of the Ewoks for a very long time. I didn't come back around on the Ewoks until I was a little older. Uh, I love the Ewoks, especially because they are tiny little cannibals yeah. who try to eat people. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're the only ones who are like, they experience the tragedy of death. Yeah, in a yeah. Visceral yeah. way. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Leia loses her whole planet and she's like a little sad about it for a second. Yeah. But like that Ewok, his best friend gets blowed up and he's just like, oh, this is what death is. He
0: basically yeah. passes out yeah. from sadness. Yeah, he too does. <laughs>
1: What I, (laughs) it is heartbreak. And the fact that it was a mistake on the day makes it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's golden. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think one of my this is one of like the biggest things I uh, I would point to like the big difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is Return of the Jedi is when Star Wars goes to the Ewok planet and the Ewoks want to eat Star Wars they eventually team up to fight the bad guys but if Star Trek came to the Ewok planet they'd be like we can't talk to the Ewoks because if <laughs> we show them directive. if we show them our spaceships
2: it might scare them I mean it's true but we can't show them our Johnson. <laughs> and that's what I love about Star Trek. Okay, you're right. Of you interpersonal relationships,
0: there is there is an alternate universe Star Trek where Captain Kirk goes to the forest moon of Endor and just starts plowing.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, buddy, that prime directed. You know what I'm saying? I
1: will say, with all the like clones and immaculate conceptions in Star Wars, Star Wars is deeply afraid of sex. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no, but there's... Star Trek, I'm trying to fuck
2: the voice on the computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sex in the Star Trek as opposed yeah, to no. Star Wars. Yeah, considerably more. All the, the closest Star Wars ever gets is like a chaste kiss.
2: Yeah. 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 And like Bikini Leia. Sure. sure. Yeah. But she's in an alien sex yeah. dungeon. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. She's being kept as a
0: prize. <laughs> uh, so we're at number, what are we? we're number at four. four. So Mark, number four. Uh, this is where I'm going to put Rogue One. Oh, I awesome. really, really like Rogue One a lot. Okay. Uh, specifically because of the down and dirty look at the Rebellion. I love that one of the heroes of your movie, Cassian Andor, the first thing he does of consequence is a murder a comrade in cold blood so he can escape. Yeah. yeah. Uh I, I love the idea of like the weird force acolytes like the the wills for oh, the guardians
1: of the wills. Yeah, yeah. I fucking
0: love Donnie Yen and his friend who has oh, this yeah. super like shop vacuum machine gun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got some awesome like vehicle designs and everything. I love for once we get to step away from the Jedi for a minute. Oh yeah. man! And you have no we, idea. I, and 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 again, the Battle of Scarif I think is one of the best like oh,
1: so good thirty
0: forty minutes in Star Wars period. It's, it's so
1: tense it's, and taut. and because these are all characters. Who do not have a consequence on the rest of Star Wars. They can die. They can die. Yes. yes. And, and you don't know if they will or not, and then they do. Yeah, they yeah. fucking dirty Dude. dozen yeah. out. Yeah. And I and I love the ending of Darth
0: Vader just walking into the fucking ship and yeah. you get to see Darth Vader like prime Darth Vader fuck shit up Darth Vader style. Yeah. And he's not. Like agile. he only ever
2: did yeah, in yeah, Battlefront.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the fact that he's not agile. He still feels very broken and mechanical. But he's not but being, he's working with it. Yeah, and he's yeah. but
0: he's not being forced to fight a very old man and True. therefore slow everything down. Yeah, yeah. It's more like Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader, yeah. where he like like David Prouse at the time was able to do more like physical things because he didn't want to like overwhelm poor Alec Guinness. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Alec Guinness was about to quit at any second yeah. and may or may not have been
2: <laughs> drunk at the time yeah. i'm
1: not sure alec guinness didn't quit after it was done <laughs> he's well, still quitting later i mean that's the thing is like the the big piece of trivia is that alec guinness was obi-wan was supposed to yeah. survive the confrontation with vader and that's why the voice of him was supposed to just be like a voice on the com set of him on fucking yavin base just like it was the force luke but like because he's like I ain't coming back for any of this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And this then, is a dumb movie. Yeah.
2: Spent the rest of his life resenting the fact that people would approach him and be like, Ben
1: Cano! Yeah. But but it's like i was on bridge over the river qua you yeah. monsters i fainted on a stick of dynamite yeah. and yet the two times they
0: asked him to come back he was like grumble grumble okay Oh, because they
1: paid him in money <laughs> yeah amounts in I, I know that's <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying the real stuff like brando levels yeah of money. <laughs> yeah they
2: sure did yeah.
0: Sweet. All right, we're in the top three top now. Three, baby. Top 3 Uh it's about on to get s- spicy. Yeah, Patrick, number three.
2: Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Uh, that is, I think, the best Star Wars ever does at like a dramatic, theatrical piece. Like the characters and the plot and everything that's happening is, is I think, the most meaningful. And there's the highest stakes in that movie for me, at least. I think uh, that was the most interesting. It's like a dramatic movie.
1: I will say that Empire Strikes Back is the only original trilogy movie where I feel like characters can die yeah they feel in genuine mortal danger and
2: I am with them in the arcs that they totally actually have
1: yeah to an extent
2: yeah like you when, when Han Solo is
0: frozen in carbonite like the first time you see that it's like oh shit Han Solo is
1: like done. Yeah. And like nobody explains what that process is, and well, you don't means, even you yeah. don't even know if he is alive until a little ug is just like burp, burp, burp. Well, it looks like he survived the freezing process. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but like Darth Vader cuts off Luke's hand, throws him down a fuck well, Luke lets himself fall out of a, a yeah. pit. Like and they the rebellion run away licking their wounds. Yeah. Absolutely. It We're is running. Uh, it's, it's uh, definitely the Star Wars with uh, some of the best, like, stakes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So much great shit in that movie.
1: Mm -hmm. John, number three. A New Hope. Okay. Uh, I, again, it is the first. I think it has, it's the most fun, I think, Star Wars ever gets to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not deeply meaningful. It's not deeply emotional. It is just... A super good time hanging out with a bunch of really charming actors. Just basically like, this movie's nothing. Yeah, There's no reason to think anybody is ever going to watch this movie except on like a future MST3K episode. Right. Like, let's just fucking be goofy and like, have fun. And it, it's just like, it's very infectious, that joy that is happening of like, basically a bunch of people slacking off at work. Yeah. yeah.
0: I 100% agree with you and that's why uh, New Hope is actually my number three pick oh, as well. Okay. Uh, it is, yeah, it's by far the most fun Star yeah. Wars movie and I think a lot of that is it's because... It's got some rough
1: edges for sure. Yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. but I think a big part of that is like George Lucas, while like it's debated whether he was gonna make all nine movies at once or if he was only gonna make three or it's just clear one. It's this
1: was all he had the money to do at the but it, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very
0: clear when he made that movie, it was just like, well, I gotta, I'm doing this and only this, and like, I'm putting everything in it. And you can see from beginning to end, like, the work that went into that movie, uh, it changed filmmaking forever, uh, for good and for bad. Yeah. Um, you know, not that we could have known at the time, but like, it's. I still, like, when I watched that movie, and Luke, like, Let's out that last breath after shooting the proton torpedo yeah. into the Death Star tube.
1: I also just go, because oh. the fucking soundtrack is dun 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 dun. Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, it's pretty rad. The John Williams score <laughs> so from that movie is <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: Yes, the lightsaber fight is an old man and a robot twirling around. <laughs> but it's
1: also the first time on a piece of film that a laser sword fight has happened. Yeah. Sure. You know? and,
0: and one of the few really great things about the special editions is they went back and reanimated some of the lightsabers. So sometimes they it's not, not just pure white. Yeah. Or it's just a spinning yeah. pole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. With yeah. reflective tape on it. <laughs> and like there's so much gotta in do that. do what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah, so much in that movie that we take for granted but even like the sound of a lightsaber is like, oh, obviously that's what a lightsaber sounds like. Yeah, but, but like, that's the one. But like, holy shit, they had to figure out the perfect sound for a lightsaber yeah. to For make. a blaster yeah. and I think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Again, it changed the way films are made forever. Uh, uh, and again, for good and some for bad as well. <laughs> um, so that's going to take us top two. Ooh, Number two. maybe.
2: Patrick. Uh, I will now take Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, I think, is the best action movie of all of the Star Wars movies. Like you guys said, it fucking trucks. All the best stuff happens. The great speeder uh, race. where We talked about this in the movie last week. Um, yeah,
0: with, the, with, the, with all the spines break.
2: Yeah, no. Th- this movie's fucking booking it, and it's a great time to watch. Like, If I was just going to sit
1: down and drink beer and watch a Star Wars movie, it would be Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Definitely. I will. I will say, if as much as New Hope feels like friends goofing off at work, uh, Return of the Jedi feels like senior class goofing off after the finals, right? Absolutely, and blowing shit up. Yeah. It's awesome. It no, reminds a me a lot
0: of uh, Avengers Endgame, where like it's not so much like it's like this, like this is the end. We're finishing up. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's goof off a little um, bit. Like End is such a like, just like we're taking a victory lap after Infinity War.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to say this to set up my my number one choice, but Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie.
1: is is how I'll say that Ooh. to set it up. I'm trying to do math in my head, and I don't know what's left for your list. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't, because I didn't write it down. Yeah. I can see what you got. <laughs> I was going to say yours is on your phone. I did
2: homework. Yeah. All right, number two, John. Empire
0: Strikes Back. John, I have a feeling our top three are going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Definitely, uh, it's again, it's it's all the cliches that everybody has laid at its feet. It takes the characters and goes deeper. Uh, I think something that's particularly interesting about this, and I don't know of another movie that does this. Everybody loses. Yeah, yeah. Like Luke loses, Han loses, Leia loses, Darth Vader loses. Palpatine the Empire loses. <laughs> The rebellion loses. Like nobody gets what they want at the end of that movie. Yeah. And if they try, sometimes they, they just might, might find. Darth Vader's your dad. You might get what you need—a robot hand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. Uh, so I again, John. I agree with you. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> my number two. I will never forget the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back, being blown away. At the idea of a robot hand yeah. and how cool it looked when oh, the special effect looks
1: amazing when like
0: the little thing is poking at the little things. Yeah, and, yeah, and, then, his, and his fingers and, are moving. Yeah, yeah. And oh little, my god, the little pistons
2: though are moving yeah, in, the in the circuitry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so
0: it's, even it's now good. it's such a cool effect. Oh yeah, it's a great one. It's probably Mark Hamill's like. One of his best screen performances, uh, aside from uh, what my number one pick (laughs) will be, but he—he's—it's so great to see him go from like young, like kind of like teenager Luke Skywalker,
1: very much cast as like the cute heartthrob, yeah, 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 to like getting
0: his ass beat by a tiny little green monster in the woods, and then going out in like. Being the, like, I'm a big boy now. And then having an adult kick his ass. (laughs) It's so great. Also, I want to take one second. And I want to point out the greatest moment in movie history... Which is when Yoda first shows up and he is an incorrigible asshole yes. to
2: Luke yes. Skywalker. Yes, the crap Ryan. out of him. Yeah. He
1: steals his fucking food. He starts throwing shit in the swamp. Well, what I love is he steals his food, takes a bite, spits it out, and throws it in the swamp. Yeah, he yeah. goes, are <laughs> you getting so big eating food like this? <laughs>
2: and
0: just
1: like, yeah, he's fucking hitting R2-D2 in oh, the yeah. face because R2-D2 wants his lamp back. Well, and I love that. I love when Luke takes away his box of raps actions it
0: Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. It's so great because especially once you've watched it once and you find out what Yoda is, you realize this is a like 800 900 year old guy who has literally seen everything. He's seen the collapse of an yeah. entire society and this is the first guy who's seen him in like 30 years or whatever, 20 years and Ooh, he, he's a dick to him. And he's really. bullshit. He's, and he's head. like, "All right, I know I got to train this kid, but first I'm going to be a real asshole yeah. because yeah. God
2: I need content (laughs) I love it so much alright number one Patrick Uh, so like I said Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie and I say that because uh, I never really for writing or acting or other reasons cared about any of the people in Star Wars but what I will give Star Wars is it's a fascinating fucking world And my number one pick is Rogue One because it's a fucking straight up war movie in Star Wars. You said it perfectly. It is Dirty Dozen in Space. And I fucking loved it. I have not been that satisfied at a Star Wars movie probably since Return of the Jedi when I was a kid. Like, it was just a great fucking movie in Star Wars and I
1: would pay to see a lot more of those. Yeah, I I do desperately want them to do... And they say they're done with the Skywalker saga. I believe them for the next ten to fifteen years. Right. Yeah. Uh, I. They are definitely going to make more movies with Poe Finn and Ray, like for sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I desperately want them to do a movie that is even further removed from the Skywalker. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Just take it out of the yeah. Rebels versus Empire. Situation, right?
1: Make a fucking horror movie, you know? Yeah. Like, experiment. Get fucking weird. You have a cool fucking world, and in Rogue One, you're
2: at, is one of the first times you're really playing with that outside of the terms of the characters you created. Yeah. Rogue One does around.
0: a does a lot of a lot more world building than a lot of the star yeah. wars movies did like after new hope cuz new hope is all like world building yeah, right of course. but like rogue one goes out of its way to be like all right but there's like other stuff that yeah. you've never even like thought about or that's kind of weird yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: it is also a tremendous score by michael chukinao yeah. oh. Who's uh, prob-
0: who is, like, the modern John He's so Williams. good. And,
2: I mean, another thing is it's, it's fucking people actually making sacrifices to yeah. do things instead of superheroes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a huge difference in stakes there. And my care for the character. And my belief as to whether or not they're ever in real danger.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I-, I also think it has the best fan service of any movie of just... Uh, this is rogue leader. Come yeah. Oh my like god! They, they, like reusing outtakes from New Hope. Yeah, yeah. In, oh, that's yeah, so good. In the old it footage. also
0: does happen. Probably one of the worst fan service thing is when uh, Ben oh, Mendelsohn yeah. goes to Darth Vader's castle and like that whole scene's Don't not bad.
1: Choke on your ambition. Yeah. It's like it's like all right. Darth I mean, Vader's he yeah. is technically a dad, so he gets to make a dad joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's it's kind of rough. Yeah, so and stupid. again, I
0: think it's because it's. James Earl Jones' very dignified voice, voice making his and also dumb it's the first like modern Darth Vader voice that we've heard where he sounds very old yeah. and it just made me so like bummed out. <laughs> like God I hope he doesn't die soon oh yeah, no yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so John number number one uh, yeah I think
1: we're uh, simpatico in this yes the last, last Jedi <laughs> Uh, again, I will say it, I fucking love Star Wars when it is doing new things, when it is moving forward, and this movie fucking moves like a shark. It is just constantly doing new things. Yeah. Uh, very unexpected things. I, I think a lot of people were really disappointed with what happens to Luke in this movie, including Mark Hamill, of just like, it didn't feel like Luke, but A... Bucking off to an isolated planet seems to be the retirement plan of all Jedi at right? some point. Right? Yeah. Your Yodas, your Obi-Wans. Everybody did it. Some <laughs> Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, like, that is completely natural. Uh, but I think th- it gives Luke an arc in that movie. And if you have him, like, the ending of Force Awakens puts the next movie in a really weird spot of like. Because it ends in mid-sentence, basically, of just, like, what is Luke going to say to Rey? You know, like, that... You can't do a time jump, you know what I mean? Like, it has to pick up right there. Uh, And I think the idea of it being, like, what do you want me to face down the whole First Order with a laser sword? Like, the idea of, like, he cannot just immediately solve all of the problems because then... You have no movie. exactly, yeah. uh, And just like, God, all the stuff with Kylo Ren and Ray is all the best stuff in the throne room of Return of the Jedi, but like pumped up to 11. Cause it takes course through the entire movie of just like their relationship being very dynamic, them challenging each other to change their perspectives at various points in the movie. And like, God damn, the Snoke throne room laser sequence is just... Fucking great. That
0: <laughs> fight scene is the, it's my favorite fight scene in all of Star yeah. Wars. Like,
1: it's amazing when it's taking place in this weird black and red vacuum. And then when the curtains get lit on fire and it is just raining down fiery debris. is yeah. just like, yeah. oh, it's fuck a very me. Oh. And they're
0: fighting like these lobster armored guards. Yeah. When the guy gets thrown into the weird like buzzsaw fan. Oh, and just pieces fly off. Oh, it's so yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really love about Last Jedi is, and it's one of the things I love about Rogue One, is the world building. This is like another big time where they take a moment and we see things in Star Wars we've never like seen before. Like we never thought about a whole casino planet before. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, we've
1: never thought of like real class discrepancies in Star Wars. Yeah. Sure. Yes. You and know? that's the
0: other thing. It's like it's the it's the only time in Star Wars beyond the very simple like. I'm a slave, I'm Anakin, and I'm owned by Watto. And I'm a
1: literal king. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: This is the first time where we see, like, the gray areas in there, and, like, it's so perfectly uh, uh, executed by Benicio Del Toro's, like, weirdo character, like, it's the only time in a Star Wars movie, like, a weirdo character actor gets to show up and do weirdo character actor things. And I
1: fucking love his last scene of just like, you know, you're, you know, you're gonna go down next, you're gonna lose, Maybe. Yeah. And he's just like, I, yeah. I don't fight for anything. Like, I'm not gonna feel bad for betraying you because it's literally all the same to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, man, what's his uh, thing like, uh... He says, live to, free, don't live free, join. Don't join.
2: No, what, what was his other thing, though, about how, like, you guys are winning today, you'll I was probably be like, tomorrow They blow something. you
1: up today, you blow them up tomorrow, it's all business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the
0: scene where he, like, they're in, like, the stolen ship, and he's going, like, the arms dealership, and he's like, let's see who they sell to, and it's, like, TIE fighters and shit, and he's like, I knew it, they are bad guys, and the next thing is a fucking, like, X-Wing and yeah. A-Wing. Uh-oh. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, like, mm-hmm. the rebellion like, war gets the profiteering,
1: Works because they sell weapons to both sides to both of the war. Yeah. Right. You may be familiar with the Iran Contra scandal. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> um,
0: but Last Jedi, I think also, and like this is proof that Ryan Johnson, like Ryan Johnson, is one of my favorite current filmmakers. Um, and he is one of the few guys I will argue, it very much should write and direct his own scripts. Yeah. He has got a very specific like. Idea in his mind of what he wants. All of his movies are
1: different from one another. Mm. Like they couldn't
0: be fur. Like he's not stuck in one style.
1: Even from Brick to Brothers Bloom is just like insane that that's the same guy.
0: And then from Brothers Bloom to Looper, yeah, (laughs) like it's the most insane like leap. And then to go from like Star Wars to Knives Out, yeah, like it's it's all such. He he's such a, a, a attention to detail guy. Yeah, and I I love the way he stages action in the Last Jedi. Um, like, the opening, like, fights, like, the opening, like, space battle scene where it's just, like, the big dumb bombers coming in. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much fun. And, like, it's like an old World War Two dogfight scene, yeah. which is what George Lucas based all of his... All do- of the stuff on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's why it's interesting to
1: watch. Yeah. Because yeah. it's based in, yeah... And just, yeah, all of the actual emotional storytelling in that of just, like, every single time The Force Awakens wanted me to feel nostalgic and get misty-eyed, I just immediately reacted with, like, no, shut up, stop it. But, like, R2 playing Princess Leia's message to Luke in the Millennium Falcon and him just saying that was a cheap move. Right, because it's it's just, like... Oh, man, that's so good. It's yeah. great
0: because he's not doing it as a remember this. He's doing it tactic. as a, hey, yeah. hey Luke, fuck you,
1: buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to come back. And when Luke, by himself, after learning of Han Solo's death, walks into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, like, literal tingles down my spine of just like, oh, wow, this just feels like a moment. Well, I mean, that's the difference between, like, nostalgia that you're experiencing
2: as an audience member through a character and nostalgia that's being served directly to you (laughs) across the fourth wall, you know?
1: And, yeah, and, again, like, the, the complications of what is the light side, what is the dark side, like, what, how do we actually move forward in Star Wars is so well explored and I think comes to a really good conclusion of, like, you just take what worked from the last generation and try to not do what didn't work. Yeah. Which is why, like, hey, don't keep doing nostalgia for your next movie, please. (laughs) Learn from your mistakes. Learn from your successes. And fucking Puppet Yoda is such a great piece. Like, that is doing fan service right because it's like, fucking, yes, Puppet Yoda, but also... He has a role to play in the emotional arc of Luke Skywalker. And we get to see Asshole Yoda again. Yep.
0: Good old Asshole Yoda.
1: Like, oh, read them, did you? Real page turners, they were not. He sets <laughs> look
0: he sets the place on fire and, and then
1: giggles. last.
2: He, yeah. like, literally
0: rolls on his back and yeah. laughs. It's awesome. And, and like, here's the thing. Puppet Yoda is awesome. And, like, I, I, I agree. But, like, let, let, unless we forget, the first time Phantom Menace came out, they tried to give us Puppet Yoda. Sure. And, and it was saying, a real gross. Goddamn Golem of Flesh. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So much so yeah. that for the DVD and Blu-ray releases, they just replaced him with, with episodes of CGI Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda. Uh, but, yeah, like, I... I don't like to say this, but I think the people who dislike The Last Jedi are simply watching it wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, it shits on the legacy. It's all about, like, burn down what came before. And it's like, that's being said by the villain, and he's proven wrong. Right. Like, the movie actually is saying the opposite of what you think it's saying. Like, it is saying that the original trilogy is immensely valuable it's just not all there is <laughs> right it does
0: deconstruct star wars in a, in a in a in its own way by like taking it from like this is a pulpy adventure story into like something with a little bit more like political and social heft sure. to it and like kind of like more digging into that and like taking like weird chances like Fucking Admiral Holdo light speed ramming a fucking crazy superstar. I fucking
1: hate the line in Rides of Skywalker, we need to do some hull maneuvers. And it's like, that was a one in a million thing. No, the reason you don't do that is because the reason that we don't ram our warships into other warships in real life those are finite and expensive. They yeah. cost so much money. <laughs> yeah, And we can't guarantee that that's going to take down the other ship. Yeah. Right. You live in a jungle <laughs> in tents. The bad guys live in a flying space station. Yeah. And the fact that the response to that is, there was a one in a million chance, and not, we can't spare the resources. Yeah. Right? Which is so frustrating. Because, but like, that that's one of those
0: lines in that movie that, like, seems very pointed yeah. as to be like, like, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And like I know recently like just very recently like the editor of Rise of Skywalker kind of like came out and, and threw Force some, Awakens and Force Awakens threw some shade at Last Jedi for like consciously undoing what they did. But I don't feel Last Jedi it did. undoes yeah. anything that it's Force yes Awakens. And. Also
2: yeah. Last Jedi is the strongest of the 3 movies.
0: Peace. Absolutely. Well, hands down.
1: Yeah, you may have Come noticed. On. It's my current favorite Star Wars. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's crazy.
0: Uh, so that's going to do it for this not even close to a mini-episode. Nice, <laughs> nice. This is just another full-length episode. Well,
2: it was
1: the big conclusion of Star Wars. It's like a three-parter. Yeah, <laughs>
2: after this, John can finally
0: ascend.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say, like, if we had more time, like, favorite lightsaber battle, favorite speeder <laughs> chase, but like, oh, we don't got the time. I feel like
0: we did all that with minisodes back when we back
1: did the original. Back Probably. we were going band, along, yeah. Probably. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's going to do it. I am Mark Rosenthal. I'm
1: Patrick Bromley. Jonathan Rooney-Taylor will be with you. Always. <laughs> Body Counts of Beer is Patrick Bromley,
0: John Rooney-Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.